Men of low moral fiber. Choo choo choo. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. This is how I saw episode two. What kind of movie you talking about, man? <laughs> Okay, so let's move seamlessly now. And I'm Kurt Reynolds. Dirty then. Double down, Don. We need to give a parental advisory for this. Clicking furiously on my mouse. Eat the paella. All right, everybody. Let's get swifty. That was cool. That was fun, guys. Awesome. Yeah. Welcome to a side quest from Men of Low Moral Fiber. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. Yeah, too long. We've diverted most of our side quests off to the Overthink Podcast Network. Uh, and so we've been trying to figure out what exactly is a side quest uh, now that Overthink handles uh, movies and TV shows and stuff like that. And so we, what we decided to do is just do really free-flowing conversations about uh, general topics within video games, usually prompted by something uh, within the video game that we're playing. Uh, so today we're going to talk about morality in video games. Uh, I'm Jason Helms. I'm uh, your host. Uh, with me, as always, is Ben Helms, my brother and co-host. Hey, hey, everybody. I'm here, too. <laughs> and uh, we're also joined by my uh, one-time student and now colleague, Sapphire Falkenberg. Hi. Hey, Sapphire. How you doing? Good. How are you guys? How cool is that? You're my colleague now. I know. It's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? We're, uh, we're just going to bro it out. Uh, yeah. You and me. So, yeah. so if people if people come on our podcast, they're officially your colleague? That's, that that's how it happens. No, that's actually, uh, okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Sapphire literally was once one of my graduate students, and she just oh. got hired by TCU. And so now she is teaching uh, in the Women and Gender Studies program, and that makes us colleagues. We're, we're nice. teaching together. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's pretty cool. I was just hoping it meant that you and I were colleagues finally, Jason. Never. <laughs> never. No? Absolutely not. Someday. Uh, and this podcast uh, will make it awkward when Sapphire applies to the PhD program because I'll be reviewing those. So uh, I'll, I'll have to step outside the room, uh, yeah. of course, <laughs> at that point. So will everybody else because we'll all know you uh, fairly well. Uh, all right. So today, ethics and morality in video games. Uh, I thought a good place to start would be just... Should we talk about why we wanted to do this? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. The quick background. We're playing Knights of the Old Republic, which is a Bioware game. And it's like one of my favorite games of all time now. I'm so embarrassed <laughs> that I didn't play it. Before the last, it was tough to get weeks. you to play this game. I was so out. I was like, "Oh, yeah. that's so so boring." Didn't they do like a <laughs> MMO or something? I don't, uh, I don't care. And I'm so in on this. Uh, what's nice. what's really killing me is literally 30 minutes ago, I texted Ben and was like, "Dude, don't read anything about this game because I just got to the twist." Oh, that's not all you said. I said a lot of other things. You said you said play the dark side. Oh, I wanted you to play the dark the dark side because I played light, which actually is most of our relationship and childhood <laughs> dynamics. Ben, I did the good stuff. You do all the bad stuff. Do the bad stuff. Try it. Yeah. All right. Uh, cool. What do drugs taste like? <laughs> ben, Ben, you do them and tell me. Um, no, so uh, most video game morality systems, it's pretty bland, right? You're given a very vanilla system, and then you choose dark light. Mm-hmm. And with Knights of the Old Republic at least, uh, you choosing darker light has a really, really big reflection on who you are as a character in a, 
a really interesting way that I can't give away, and it's killing me. <laughs> uh, I want, like, I want Ben to close his ears for a second so I can just tell Sapphire all about what's happening. I but, totally do it, but I'm editing this episode. I know it's rough. So, <laughs> so that's why I wanted to tell Ben to uh, play the dark side. That's why we're recording this episode, uh, is because very early on in that game, you realize that you're prompted to choose either dark or light. And I, I called Ben actually earlier today to say, uh, "Hey, I know I chose light, but..." Man, there's this mission I really want to do, but I know it's going to give me dark side points, but I really want to do it. <laughs> so, ethics versus morality. Uh, first, just to kind of get things out there, to, to set the stage, uh, the distinction between ethics and morality, at least the way I teach it in my class, is that morality is a, a system handed down from on high. Uh, you think of the Ten Commandments, something like that, uh, the right, wrong ways to do things. Mm-hmm. Whereas ethics is a more philosophical system that's based on first principles. Uh, and everything comes from those principles. So uh, one would be uh, – this would be a utilitarian ethics. Uh, the most people who are happy, right? The most happiness for the most people. How can we guarantee that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then building your entire ethical system off of that. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, what you discover along the way is that you have to you know, screw over a lot of people to make that work. And because of that, you know, utilitarian ethics uh, is somewhat distasteful. So – Ethics, this nice philosophical system, morality, this system handed down from on high. Uh, you might imagine that video games would lean more towards ethics because they're all about systems. However, uh, what we've discovered through playing games is that they are very moral, and they mm-hmm. typically reflect their div- their designer's moral sense. So mm-hmm. maybe either of you, if you could step in here, what's the time you've been playing a video game? And you were given you know option one and option two, and you selected one of the options, and they said, ooh, well, that's a really mean thing to say, or whatever they said to, to let you know that that was the bad one. And you're like, no, 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 that seems totally cool. What are you, what are you talking about? Uh, I'll, I'll give mine first, as you guys should okay. think about it. Uh, I was playing Knights of the Old Republic, and uh, there is a a dark Jedi that you're able to turn to the light side, uh, and she becomes part of your team. Her name is Juhani, and uh, she's telling you about the destruction of her homeworld, and she says you could never understand. And the two options are one, you're right, I don't understand, and two. It'll be all right. And I was like, it'll be all right. That is bullshit. Uh, you're right. I, I could never understand what, what you're going through. No, There's no way. Absolutely. And as I clicked on two, it said, or as I clicked on number one, you're, you're right. I don't understand. I realized that it, it was meant to come across as, you're right. I don't understand. I don't care what you're talking about. Uh, and I'm like, no, no, like, <laughs> I mean to give you respect and to respect your pain and your feelings and no, that didn't come across at all. And how dare I say, it'll be all right. What a stupid thing to say. Uh, so that was one that jumped out to me. Um, and I will say, in defense of Knights of the Old Republic, it, it was a rare miss. Uh, most of the game has been really pretty stellar. Uh, so any that jumped out to either of you two? I want to use a KOTOR example. Do it. You just did. Um, Sapphire, did you have one? I can't think of a specific one because okay. that's a big problem in the second Dragon Age when they were still working out some of their uh, uh, dialogue wheel things um, because it gives you a sort of this is supposed to be nice this is and it kind of codes it with color and with like a little uh, like emoji almost yeah. and so you pick it and sometimes it's completely the opposite of what it tells you it's no. going to be and so then you're like no I didn't mean that that's way more aggressive than oh it doesn't tell you until after you picked it yeah so that was like when we were playing Oxenfree oh, yeah. and it has like the little like thought bubble of like this character is thinking about this character 
Well, I, I still don't know what they meant. Because I was like, oh, does he have feelings for that guy? Or, like, does he just, is he mad at that guy? Uh, is everyone happy with me? Like, I don't understand if that has anything to do with the choices I made. It was just kind of confusing. That is weird. Uh, that is a, yeah, a reflection really. of what's called an opinion system. Whereas each character yeah. has different opinions of the other characters. And you can change that as it goes along. We'll get into that in a moment. That's it. Sorry. Bring it back. Uh, I will say with Kotor, you watched me play for like two hours last week. Two hours? Is that all we did? It might have been more. Oh, well, it was we played like, like four six hours of, of Golf Story. <laughs> yeah, a lot of lot of Pazak. Yeah, a lot of Pazak. Uh, yeah, yeah. But like two hours of actual like the game. And every single time I was in a dialogue tree, you'd be cringing. You'd be like, you were like holding a pillow at one point. Just like, <laughs> oh, no. I was like, <laughs> I'm not. I'm on the light side track right now, you even though not, my dark side bar is like way not. below the belt. The game knows I'm, you're lying. I'm not on the suck up track. I'm on the like be a real person well, track. You, okay, you made the mistake of, of picking one person that you were against. Are you like I'm light? Except this guy's an a hole, and, and so, he was just the only other person. He's the, the only other person. So every time you talk to him, you're like, screw you. No, yeah, I'm done. I didn't like him. Anyway, <laughs> he's not—he's not on my team anymore. Okay, so so there was that, uh, but the I think the other one that stood out to me when you were talking about was the the first Telltale game I ever played. I believe I think it was the first was the uh, first season of Walking Dead, and at the end of it, I think it's the season one. It, how it ends is really dark, obviously, but uh, it, it no spoilers here. But you basically the character you're controlling gets to like um, the, the people you've been running around with all season long. How you've interacted with them dictates which ones of them are going to stay on your team or which ones are going to abandon you. Is that season one, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Basically, I <laughs> I had, I think either zero or one person still on my team at the end of the season, <laughs> which is really hard to do. And I, I was playing it like to be on everyone's side. I was like, everyone's going to be on my team. This is going to be great. And I have like every fight. I was like, guys, let's not fight. It's okay. And of course, that ends with like someone punching you and being like, why did you take his side or whatever? Really aggressively. Um, so I should have just like picked my three favorite characters and always sided with them. Mm-hmm. Tried to do middle of the road, and by the end, by doing that, just pissed everyone off and was alone at the end of the game. Carl will remember that. <laughs> Carl, oh gosh, Lee. Well, oh Lee wouldn't remember much. But anyway, okay, bring it back. So Sapphire, you uh, the reason you brought up Dragon Age is uh, it's a, another Bioware game, mm-hmm. and you're the only one of us who's mm. played other Bioware games. We we've kind of just stuck to Lucas yeah. Arts. That's our focus. Uh, nice the Old Republic has. Um, the not quite unique privilege because there was a sequel, but uh, the privilege of being both a LucasArts game and a Bioware game. So mm-hmm. the question I refrain from asking you during your thesis defense, why is Bioware called Bioware? No. Oh. oh, that's a good question that I have no answer to. Ben? Jason, of course, does. Yes. Ben, <laughs> ben, do you remember what I told you last week? Or is, was that in uh, one ear or out the other? You were talking and I was in the room. Uh, it, it was three people, I believe three men in uh, the residency or maybe med school, somewhere in there. They're all studying to be medical doctors. That's right. And they were like, this is boring. Let's make a, a game. Yeah. And was it Baldur's Gate? Was that the first game? They, uh, that was the second made? game they made. Uh, they, they made a mech game. Uh, they didn't okay. do well. I don't remember what it was called, but it was during Baldur's Gate, I believe, that they went, you know what? I think that this whole video game thing might pan out, and they stopped. And they, I think they like self financed the first game or two. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. They, they were doctors basically to finance their games. Right, right. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Yeah, uh, that's that's where the name Bioware comes from. Maybe slightly disappointing. Uh, so you've played yeah. a lot of this. Anything from Dragon Age coming up uh, that's reminding you of just the the lost cause, the hopeless. You know, I I wanted to do this, but I did that. Oh man, 
I want to say there's so many examples, because at least from my own playing experience from the second game, mostly just because so many of the characters had so many polar opinions. And so you would say something trying to take the middle ground of like, hey, stop fighting. We just need to get along. And they're like, screw you. And then they both hate you. (laughs) Right. Yes, I understand that. So that happens a lot in that game. Um. (laughs) Yep, no doubt. Do you find that it pays off to pick, to like always pick one person? Um, I do. I try to play really strategically now in that game because everyone is so opinionated. So if you know Mm -hmm. that a quest... um, so the big conflict in that game is either mage rights or Templar rights. Um, and so there will be quests where they're very focused on either helping the Templars or helping the mages. And so you have people in your party who either hate Templars or hate mages. And so if you're bring if you're on like a pro mage quest, you don't want to bring your people who hate mages because everything you say, right. they're just going to then hate you so much. Uh, it's like minus 15, approval or something and then it takes forever to get that back um so you have to really pick and choose who you bring on different quests if you want to try to play the field and make everybody happy so as things kind of went on with bioware it sounds like uh they went to more of a reputation system where there were different uh kind of groups that you have different reputation with uh templars versus mages uh, just use one example um, mm-hmm. So that gives me a nice transition into the different kinds of systems that we can have. Uh, the first would be a really uh, linear system, right? Light side, dark side, good versus mm-hmm. evil. Uh, the karma scale in the Fallout games, the light side versus dark side in the Star Wars games. Would this be just games that have some sort of moral system, or were you talking even much about like the linear aspects of morality within Mario? No, uh, just games that have a system. Okay. Um, and so uh, the other one would be a, a kind of fake system that would be a predetermined system, mm-hmm. whereas there's really only one answer. Uh, and morality might have something to say about it, right. but there, there's really only one. There's no uh, morality system that's actually coded into the game. Gotcha, right. Um, then we've got a, a multilinear system. Uh, a good example of this would be a uh, D&D, uh, mm-hmm. the alignment system there, mm-hmm. where you've got uh, chaotic and lawful with neutral in the middle mm-hmm. and good and evil with lawful in the middle or with neutral in the middle. Right. Uh, and those cross each other. So you can have uh, chaotic, good, uh, chaotic, evil, uh, and so on. And so that, that makes things a little bit more complex. Video games have played with that a little bit to have more flavor and do different things. Uh, we can also get to a reputation or allegiance or opinion type system where either mm-hmm. whole groups have different, you know, you, you have more reputation or allegiance to a group um, or you have people within the group who have a differing opinion of you. Uh, and all those mm-hmm. systems yeah. can be layered on top of each other. And then finally, um, one game that's jumped out a bunch as I've been talking about this uh, and just reading more about it has been The Witcher. Uh, the entire series there. Mm-hmm. Ben's a big fan. It's my game. Uh, well, someday you'll beat it. I've never played that before. Yeah. Witcher 3 is the only one I've played. But yeah. Someday you'll beat it and then you'll send it to me and then I can play it. Mm. I'm excited about that. Day. I have to play KOTOR <laughs> a bunch in the next couple weeks, but yes. I, I just bought KOTOR 2. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. I was really excited. <laughs> um, so one thing that uh, The Witcher does, and we'll, we'll come back to it when we talk about games that do it well, is they have no system. Right. They put you in a bunch of moral con- quandaries, right? Mm. Uh, where it might seem that one is good and one is evil, but the game is not keeping score. Mm. And or at least it's that, not telling you it is. Right. What that leads you to do is you have to 
just figure out who is Geralt? What is he? What's he all about? And it's really much more of a role-playing type system where you're playing as Geralt. The game's not going to punish you. It's going to figure out, you know, there are natural consequences to choices you'll make, but it doesn't necessarily shape who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, but repeatedly making these choices will shape the consequences, totally. just like real life. So every action you have has consequences to it, but there's not some overall system of goodness or badness uh, that shapes the entire world. So yeah, the, the, those are kinds of the different systems. Mm-hmm. Um, any games that uh, you grew up on that have been familiar with either of you that, that jump out, that it's like, oh, I can see how it fits in there, and I, I think it did it really well, or I, I think it did it poorly, anything like that? I will say off of Witcher 3... The game never felt like it was keep, keeping some sort of like morality bar or reputation bar with other uh, with other uh, characters NPCs, mm-hmm. but it did very much seem like the choices I make impact the end of the game. And mm-hmm. but and long after I played, I mean, that, that was years ago. But so at this point, I know that there's like 32 different possible endings to the game, depending on some of the choices you make. You know, an hour like 20 impact hour 90 or whatever the end of the game is, and so. It depends on who you're aligning yourself with. You can play the middle of the road, and then basically you get screwed over, which I guess is just a common theme in video games with these systems. Yeah. Uh, they really want you to take a hard stance on, on some sort of moral judgment or, or some sort of hard stance on, on these characters. But yeah, there's people that are trying to get rid of witchcraft, and you can side with them and help them win the war. There's uh, an emperor who's looking for his lost daughter who, who's on your side, and you can either encourage her to take over the empire or encourage her to keep running. And all of these dictate how the entire realm is run post game. And it gives the little um, story at the end of the game that kind of tells you like, all of these people are now in slavery. Thanks to you, the choices you made. That kind of like, Oh, cool. Good to know. Uh, or, you know, you can get like the happy ending. That's like, if you do all of the right things that no one has ever really done, but it's like everyone lived in peace and harmony and Siri took over the kingdom and runs it peacefully. and Everything's great. Hopefully I'll get that one. I probably won't. But anyway, I'll let you know how that goes. But yeah, that's definitely the one that I, I think has been done the most, I'm going to say concealed or maybe the most discreetly. It doesn't give you like, you know, like the plus, plus 25 reputation or anything like that. It doesn't feel like an RPG while you're playing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can definitely tell at the same time, you see the transparency most of the time, at least. You know, Siri will be like, what should I do, Geralt? And it'll be like, take over the kingdom, run away, do that. You know what I mean? It's not like secret, like, mm-hmm. oh, no, you said the wrong thing around the campfire one night and it scared her off. Like, it's, it's pretty, pretty clear usually on, on those big choices, okay. which is nice. And it's, it's kind of like KOTOR, right? Oh. For the most part, I think when you're talking to, I won't say Yoda, but someone of Yoda's <laughs> it's Yoda. heritage. <laughs> it's uh, Yoda 3,000 years ago. Okay. Who at one point is like, do you believe in the Force or do you believe in the Jedi Masters? And it says, like, I do. I'm not sure yet. And then the third option in parentheses starts, or in brackets, says, lie. It says, like, it's all I've ever wanted. I'm like, all right, well, what happens if I do that? You get dark side points is what happens when you lie to Yoda's friend. Okay. Yeah, good to know. But, Jay, you said you played a part that you didn't know you were going to get dark side points for recently? Yeah. Uh, so there's a group within KOTOR that's basically uh, Assassin's Creed. And so it's the Geno Herodon. Um, this, uh, what's Greedo's species called? Is it Rodian? Yeah, yeah Rodian. Yeah. yeah. So a, a ro- you walk up to a Rodian, and it, you got this note of, uh, go to Hula's on Manan. Come alone or don't come at all. That's the only note. That's all it says. Then you get to choose who you come bring with you on every thing. So I, I see this random Rodian, and it says Hula's. 
And I was like, all right, send everybody else off. So I sent everybody else home, and I go talk to him. He's like, hey, it's wise of you to come alone. Let me tell you about this little organization I've got going. Uh, we, uh, we try to preserve the Republic and try to preserve order by killing those who uh, want to cause chaos and cause destruction. I was like, I could be about that. That sounds good. <laughs> Vigilante thing going on. Yeah. What Jason, you got Jason for me? loves that kind of stuff. What, what you got for me? Uh, well, we got this one guy who um, sells people into slavery. How do you feel about that? I was like, yeah, let's kill him. Sounds good. Boom. He's gone. I'm good. What's your character's name, by the way? Uh, Visper. Oh, that's a good name. Yeah. So, so I hunt him down, uh, kill him like a dog. And as soon as I do... I hit dark side points. I'm like, what? He's a slaver. What do you want, light side? Are, are you this, like, the force seems to be like, well, there's good people on both sides, you know? No, the and... force, no. The light side is passive. Exactly. Going out and killing someone. Exactly. And, and taking any moral stance and being aggressive is always dark side. And it's consistent within that, which is nice. In that case, the only light side option would be to not play the game. <laughs> Start out, just not click on anything. Well, you I'm just passive. said you just said you could do it. I'm being passive or not that mission, and the the mission a lot of I mean that's why Anakin went dark, right? The light side I, is boring. So I've I've been tempted uh, to do this, <laughs> and otherwise I am I'm a a girl scout, not a boy scout, because I'm yeah. playing as a woman. Nice, uh, but. But this one, it really tells me. Cause I, and not just because I want to see that story, but I like the idea of my character being full on light. But like, yeah, I'm going to kill some guys. You're going to be a slaver. I'm going to kill you. I'm okay with that. Is it? Is it fear? Is it anger? Is it <laughs> Suffering? hate? What, do you, what, what is this within you? <laughs> within Whisper? Uh, justice. So that's the other thing is, right? We, we can... I think the most interesting thing to me is where does... Jason end and Visper start for me. Yeah. Where does Ben end? Where does Leela start for yeah. for the Man in Black? Where does William end in Westworld? Right, we talked a lot about this with Westworld stuff, but I think it's very relevant with this. Is at what point does it become the, your moral choices? Yes, and not the choices of the character that you're writing. And that's one thing I like about Witcher uh, is that you are playing a character. Yeah, you know, it's if not, you don't get to roll from scratch. Yeah. Um, this is something that frustrates me when I play tabletop RPGs is when someone either wants to A, play as themselves, or B, play as, like, a god, right? <laughs> I can I can do everything. Uh, and if you put any battle in front of me that, you know, I can't surmount, then uh, the DM is screwed up. And to me, it's much more interesting to play as someone who is completely not you. Um, you know, see what that's like. Mm. Uh, it's your role playing. You're playing a role. Uh, and I think that's tough within video games. You you can take the character uh, customization and make that character appear as much like you as you want. And so, yeah, in that moment, it was much more, what, is, what does Visper want? What do I want? I, mm, I don't want adventure. I'd stay home. Uh, the whole thing scares me. But Visper, you know, I, I, I think I had figured out what she wanted. I knew her as a character at this mm. point. Uh, and it was based on my choices. Um, Geralt is very different than who I am. Figuring out who he is is much more interesting than just me putting myself into this medieval world and making choices. So, Sapphire, when you go into a game, when you went into Dragon Age, did you try to play as yourself? Uh, did you make up a character? So, the first time I played, I played mostly as, you know, myself, the video game version of myself who is having adventures, making choices that I would have made if I was in that situation. Um, just the first time through. 
but in subsequent times that I've played the game, because uh, I've played each game probably five times through, um, I that's, really, really like them. That's what happens when you write a thesis on a video game. Yeah. It's quite, a, it's quite unfortunate. Exactly. Yeah. Um, then I experiment with creating characters and coming up with, you know, a persona and a background and thinking more uh, critically about, okay, what would this person actually do based on who they are as a character? And Ben, who is Leela? Is she you? Is she someone else? So I'm like oh, 10, 11 hours in to figuring out who Leela is. Leela like 80% me, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> when you, when the two of you, uh, and Sapphire, have you played tabletop role playing before? Um, I have a little bit. Okay. So when each of you sit down and do some tabletop role playing, you do some D&D or something like that, are you playing as yourself? Do you make up a character that's really distinct from yourself? Do you try and push that? Uh, and figure out, you know, ooh, I want to try something else out. Or is it much more like, I'm going to be me, but with swords? I think it took me a long time. We we started, I think it was last August. Yeah. Was it two August ago? Two August ago. Yeah. It's been a while. Okay, wow, jeez. Uh, so, yeah, we've been playing D&D for two years off and on. Uh, and it took me a good six months to realize, like, oh, this is me. But at that point, we did a side quest where Jason was this beautiful woman that the character I was playing probably would have been attracted to. And then it got really weird because I was like, I don't, I'm not going to let this happen because then I get confused and it just and be it, weird. And it got even weirder because my character was into it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I had those no reins. qualms. I was like, yeah, Pulling let's back. do this. Yeah. All right, let's yeah, find out what I'm, happens. I'm not this character. <laughs> um, Her name is Briseis and she has nothing to do with me. No, that's true. That is true. So, yeah, I, I'd say around that point, I was like, all right. But going back to our main storyline of Hans Olo. Hans of House Olo. Uh, I, it was very easy for me to kind of make that separation at that point. To be like, all right, I know who Hans is. It's been six months. Hans is this yeah. guy who is not at all me. Yeah. Uh, and when my wife would play with us, he would be a jerk to her. And that was not me. And that and Hannah was really good. That never caused any strife in our actual IRL relationship. But it was definitely weird at first to be a jerk to the, her character. And like end the game and be like, oh, hey, honey, let's have a beer or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think the separation got easier as yeah. time went on for sure. What about you? Is that a similar thing with D and D for you? I've done both. Okay, sometimes intentionally and sometimes not. Where I notice, oh wait, like I'm not like I'm falling too much into my own yeah my own identity, and I'm forgetting who this character is or who I've said this character is. So I've done I've had characters that are more like me, and then characters that I try to be more intentional about. This is their own character. This has nothing to do with me. Um, but sometimes the lines still get blurred, even if when I, when I do try to be intentional. Yeah. What, Jay, what does that mean for our souls when we're murdering people and we're like, oh, wait, I think I murdered that person as myself. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Uh, where's the separation exactly? Um, and I, I think we all feel that there's a big separation between doing this in a video game and reading a book with a distasteful protagonist. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm. Right. So if you think about like Updike, who is uh, <laughs> fairly fairly boring, right? Sure. But what's so boring about him is that uh, Rabbit, the protagonist of the Rabbit trilogy, is is pretty much an asshole, and he's he's running from responsibility. He's uh, I think late twenties in the first book, um, just started a family, and started cheating on his wife, and he's just he's not a likable character, um, but he's not meant to be. He's not supposed to be your alter ego. Uh, you're supposed to say, what is it like to be this person? What is what is this person? What makes them tick? Uh-huh. And, you know, I have the same feel. I never finished Rabbit Run 
because I, I hated Rabbit. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't want to read more about him. And there's a lot of books that work that way. Uh-huh. Uh, it's different in a video game because I get a say. And there's more connection. I think that this happens more with comic books than with novels. Uh-huh. Where there's this connection between me and the protagonist that's a little bit stronger than in a novel. Yeah, and so I, it's tough to know sometimes where, where I end and uh, the character begins. Uh-huh. I feel like we need answers. Well, I, I don't have them for you. Um, you want me to say, um, all right, so here's the standard answer. In books, you're able to uh, to learn what it's like to be someone else for a moment. That's that's the strength of literature, right? And it's at a distance. And so mm-hmm. you try that out, and, and that helps you get a, a grasp on other people. That makes you more empathetic in life. And so that's that's the way we sell the English major in uh-huh. some ways. But in video games, that gets really dodgy uh, because you're you're making the choices, right, uh-huh. for this character. You have some agency here. And with every level of increased agency, you've got more responsibility for what's happening. Uh-huh. So it's really easy for me to say, oh, you're, you're not Rabbit. Come on. That's, that's just who Rabbit is. And so we need to sit down and we can dissect this and analyze it and talk about literature. It'll be great. But in KOTOR, you made those choices. Right. Uh-huh. You know, so I can say why. Why did you make those choices? It, but in the same way that for Updike, Updike wrote the character. That doesn't make Updike an asshole, necessarily. Yeah. And so you can write a terrible character, a horrible human being. That doesn't make you a horrible human being. Uh, and in fact, by doing that, you can not necessarily... It's, it's not catharsis exactly, where you absolve yourself of all that by getting it out. But you can you know, walk through that and say, like, what is it like to be a terrible human being? What, what makes them tick so I can understand it better, so I know when I'm doing that? And I can step away. Uh, Could I write from the point of view of toxic masculinity in order to keep myself from entering into it? Hmm. Maybe. (laughs) I'm I'm not sure. I feel like that wouldn't help. Right? Uh, I I think that's a bit of a cop-out. Sure. And and so when we're playing with this stuff, at the same time, I can play GTA. and, And there's been tons and tons of research that has shown playing GTA does not make you a more violent person. Mm-mm. Um, and it it may make you drive more recklessly in the five minutes after you played. That's for sure. But that's it. It wears off real quick. Uh-huh. Um, so you're caught between this place of wanting to say uh, video games can't control you; they can't change who you are. And if they can't, then what are they good for? You know, you're you're weakening them as art if you say that they can't change you. Uh-huh. And so it, it puts you in a little bit of a bind. Uh, Sapphire, what's What's your take on that? You've got a student who asks you about this. You're, you're starting your career in the fall uh, at TCU. Uh-huh. You've got a student who says, yeah, I'm, I'm playing these video games. And I find myself doing things that I wouldn't do in real life. What's me? What's not? Honestly, I would answer that question with another question. You know, well, why do you think you're doing that? What do you think about that? Um, which is maybe a cop-out sort of answer. Um, I don't think it is. It's really complicated. And I think it invites us to interrogate ourselves um, to interrogate what, you know, to think about these issues of morality deeper than maybe we would have. Yeah. I I don't think it's a cop-out because I think exactly like you said, uh, it makes us think about these things, ask questions we wouldn't normally ask. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is what I enjoy about Westworld is, you know, otherwise I'm not going to have a conversation with Ben about AI and what makes us human. Uh, exactly. It's because of Westworld that we have those those conversations. It actually kind of doesn't matter what answers we come down with. Uh-huh. It's the fact that the the show, the game, the novel, whatever pushes us to have these conversations. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Sorry, I'm just thinking about the difference between games that have these systems and games that that don't. Like Mario, right? The one right. I brought up earlier, just like you're going around, you're killing turtle things. Turtle genocide, right? <laughs> I mean, my goodness, I you kill yeah, hundreds. You, you cannot beat that game and be a pacifist if you no. are yourself. If you are playing as yourself, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? there has to be a a uh, pacifist Mario run um, oh where you only kill. You can't get uh, past King Koopa. Though. You got you got to kill Bowser, and that's it. Yeah, we need to see if that's a thing. Pacifist Mario run. I'm sure it exists. We'll link. We'll link <laughs> it below if it does. But yeah. googling. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <sighs> so, with with thinking about just like who are we and do do we choose what the character does? Uh, it jumps out to me games that do it poorly. I I, I mentioned uh, the case with Juhani where you're like trying to console her and you can just say like ah it's okay who cares mm-hmm. your whole family died that's fine but. Some other games that do this poorly, I'm thinking about, you know, how do games do it well, how do games do it poorly? One that jumps out to me, I I feel bad about saying this because I love the Telltale games, but the Telltale games often have a really, at at their worst, have a really simplistic morality system Mm -hmm. where something is either right or wrong, and it's kind of over the top if it's wrong, and it's over Mm -hmm. the top if it's right, and, you know, very, very clearly, whereas real life is made up of much more grace. Uh, So that would be one example of how it does it wrong. Uh, can either of you also think of games that, that do this poorly and, and how games can make a misstep here? I think GTA is always a weird one because yeah. like the good and the bad choices always felt, not always, but often both felt like evil things. Yes. So it's like, you go save your friend or we go kill this prostitute. I'm like, yes. Uh, <laughs> well, well, my friend's a drug I'll save dealer. my friend, but you have to kill 37 women. I'm like, oh, jeez. Oh, I don't think that existed, but like I always felt like there was a huge separation from who I am and who the, and whatever the main character is name, you know, that character is because everything he's doing is bad and everything he's doing. It's just yeah. unrealistic and, and not, and not a, something of my daily life, I guess. So that always felt like one that it didn't feel like any of the choices I made impact or were a reflection of who I am or a reflection of, of my moral code. But I wouldn't say it did it poorly because I don't think it ever had the, it, it made, attempted to do that. Right, made the distinction of like this is you. This is as much as right. as Kotor, as much as uh, Geralt and the Witcher, as much as that seems like it does. Which is weird because it's a much more set in real life game than either of those games are. But at least the yeah. the the gameplay itself, the mechanism of me controlling the character and the story, are are much more linked to who I am and just to who I think what I think morality is and in my worldview yeah. than the GTA worldview. Yeah, uh, Dishonored is another example of games yeah. that do this uh, not necessarily poorly, but where it's not—it's not actually not black and white, and it's disappointing in the ways that it's not black and white. In that you have the option to to kill someone or to save them, mm-hmm. and if you if you save them, they get sold into like a lifetime of slavery or something oh, like that. It's like, oh, oh, did I did I choose the good one or the bad one? <laughs> Yes, this is both bad. Nothing is all right. Um, yeah. And so GTA from a, a very different angle, but both of these where everything's dark. There is no light side. Sapphire, any examples for you? So there is one example that kind of jumped out at me that I'm still kind of like not sure if it's an example of it, of the morality system being good or of it being bad because it was just complicated. But there's this moment in Dragon Age Origins where you encounter a slaver and you have the option of either he ha- he says he has information that he can give you to take down like the big bad guy 
who murdered a bunch of people and is really terrible. So you can either make a deal with him and let him go in exchange for that information, or you can just kill him. Um, And so you're kind of like, well, do I get this information to save the big picture, or do I let this slaver go with all of his slaves that he has? And so it's kind of like you don't know what to do about that. What did you do? Um, I killed him. (laughs) I like that. There we go. Uh, so so let's end on a lighter note. Uh, games that do this well. Uh, we right. mentioned Witcher 3 already, and one of the things I wanted to point out is that Witcher 3, by giving uh, no system of morality, right, mm-hmm. outside of the game, it, it allows you to just connect with Geralt and figure out, you know, who is he? What's going on? And, and how do I shape who he is by making these choices? And it's never going to give me points at the end where I say, you know, was I good, was I bad? Mm-hmm. It's just, you, I chose to play him a certain way. Um, mm-hmm. And it reflects you in that way, uh, and it helps you reflect on morality. Uh, Kotor does this as well, uh, to a lesser extent, because you have, uh, from what I understand, I haven't finished it yet, but you have two endings, uh, dark side and the light side, uh, based mm-hmm. on what you've done so far. But it reflects all of the choices. It's it's an accumulation of all the choices you've made. So any other games that you want to point out, that something they, they handled morality really well? I think that Dragon Age Inquisition handles morality really well um in a really complex way um because it's kind of that more opinion-based morality system that you were talking about earlier where each character in your party based on things that you say or things that you do have differing opinions of you um and if they hate you too much then they can leave but then you also have opinions with other political groups um based on the things that you do and say and there's one quest in particular that brings, like, a very, very explicitly scaled, I don't even want to say morality system, because it's not even morality necessarily, but approval system, where you're at a court um, trying to schmooze with these nobles, and if you say something wrong, or if you're not, you know, doing the exact right thing, saying the exact right thing, then there's literally a scale in the corner where you can see it dropping the more like social gaffes that you make. Um, so that's really interesting. And that's just completely separate from the rest of the game's morality system. So I think the way that they do it, they have a bunch of complex systems working together that I think is really interesting. I guess one of the other things about that game that's interesting too, is that they bring religion into it. And so a lot of it is based on these different religious systems too. Is it all Catholicism? Part of it is. So the main, the main sort of religious group is, is based on Catholicism or Christianity. Um, and so you get that exact same moment of, uh, like you did with Yoda's grandfather or whatever. Um, yeah. but it's, you know, do you believe in the maker? And it's like, yes, no, I don't know yet. And so what you say to that kind of, eventually impacts but you don't see it for a long time but you have other um morality systems too the elves have their own pantheon um the dwarves have their own system and so depending on what character you're interacting with what you believe or what you say that you believe has different impacts which is interesting yeah, I wonder, it, it seems like there's this middle ground, and maybe Witcher is the middle ground, right? For at least maybe just my preference of, of making it 
transparent within the story, but not so transparent where I'm getting numbers attached to every single dialogue choice I make. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just played Oxen Free last month, and I think that was a really good example. I'm trying to not just have recency bias, but I, I think it was done really well. And maybe that was less morality and more just the choices you make throughout the game impacting the ending. Um, but some of them were definitely moral choices, uh, or at least based around a morality of the gamers or of the game designers. Uh, and that they were not very transparent. Right. Uh, and so that was difficult because <laughs> we did not get a good ending to that <laughs> game. Another game that, that did, I guess, basically the same thing as Grand Theft Auto, uh, but Red Dead Redemption is one of my favorite games of all time. And that has a that has a lot of choices, like the one you mentioned earlier, of like you need this information. Should you kill this person, or should you befriend them, or you know that kind of thing? Where it's it's not not story arc changing or end of the game changing yeah. things, but things that definitely like yeah, you get a shortcut if you just shiv him or something like that. And so that those were definitely ones that I I remember toiling over for. Sometimes I'd like be done playing for the day and like think about it the rest of the day. Like, yeah. should I just murder this person? I need thirty bucks. Like <laughs> all these horrible things you would never think about in real life, but are, are part of a video game. Yeah. Uh, and so I mean, I think Jason's right. With there is no, there's no solution or answer or ultimate thing that everyone can agree on with all these games. But maybe the best thing about these games is the fact that it makes you think about your your actions and your actions having consequences and leads you to having some sort of moral compass within yourself. Uh, and, and sometimes in games like Grand Theft Auto Red Dead, by doing horrible things, you can be like, oh, yeah, like that felt bad. Like, or that felt weird. Like, that's not something I want to do personally. Yeah. It's just a video game. So that, to have the conscious, kind of it's just like that active thinking of like, that's not something I want to do personally. Yeah. You know. You, what you say is really interesting because it just makes me think of, at least when I play games like that, that have these morality systems, it makes me take every interaction that I have with other characters way more seriously. Cause I'm totally going through and every single dialogue choice I'm, you know, agonizing over it. Like, is this going to impact the ending? Is this going to make them leave my party? And what you were saying about how that could have, you know, how this could affect the way that you carry yourself outside of the game. Like maybe if we all took, every personal interaction we had more seriously then people wouldn't be such assholes, you know? This is true. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, and it, it doesn't help when there are games, Bioshock had this a few times. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of the games that we talked about had these too, where there are choices that seem like these momentous things that end up not having any impact at all. You don't get dark side or light side points. You don't get any reputation points or whatever it is for the game. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh wait, what is, Nothing I do matters, which is not the end of, you know, that's not the takeaway we want people playing, whether it's a novel, a book, yeah. movie, you know, that's not exactly a, a good, a good ending that for, I think any artist would want necessarily. Mm-mm. Yeah, I wouldn't say any artist, but most artists probably wouldn't want that to be the takeaway from their art. Mm-hmm. Nothing matters. <laughs> Bioshock's a good example because it did so much work with pretending that what you chose mattered. Yeah. Uh, when it really didn't. Um, yeah. from the little sisters, uh, where yeah. it, it didn't have much of a bearing on the actual game, but it reflected on you as a player, uh, to, uh, Bioshock infinite where really literally nothing you did mattered. Um, oh, really? that's the, that's the revelation of the game uh-huh. Oh well, there we go. is that, that it doesn't matter that nothing nice. matters. Jeez. I mean, it's, it's pretty nihilistic, that's um, dark. but it's, yeah. it also does this both sides of, of, Early on, you're opposing these white supremacists, and you, uh, at one point, join up with this uh, rebellion. And then you discover the rebellion isn't that great either. And so it's like, well, you know, 
there's there's good people on both sides. It's like, oh, oh no. no, there's not. No, no bud. No. no. Nope. Disagree. That's the opposite of what. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they, this this is the tough thing, and I think this is why more games don't attempt to have these morality systems. Is uh, there's a risk with it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, you're gonna piss off your audience. Um, mm-hmm. And you, get, and you can also do it so well that it just ends up being like really preachy, right? Too, uh, not so well, but like so like tightly rigid, like, right? Yeah, that it would just be like this is the right way to live life. This is the right way to play the game. Yes. Yeah. And the nice thing about Kotor is, and I'm earlier than you are. If I go the dark side, it'll be interesting to see if our our playthroughs going light and dark are just as rewarding and satisfying. Because right. a lot of times they are. We played what was it uh, Dark Forces two yeah. a couple months ago. And we both played light side, but if you play as a dark side, you basically just get less cutscenes. Yeah. Again, you get one final cutscene that's really cool, and you get to be the emperor, yeah. which is pretty sweet. Yeah. I mean, that is pretty but, cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But like along the way, they basically just kind of like get rid of all the cut, like the main story cutscenes. Oh, that's irritating. <laughs> You've basically yeah. slowly been like accruing these points where you kind of knew that you were, but then the moment that you flip or don't, you either yeah save your your co-pilot or you're like yeah, killer. <laughs> yeah, who cares? And it's like that's drastic. That's that's not quite right. what evil looks like. We didn't have any beef at all before this, but apparently, I want you dead. Yeah. Aye, aye, aye. So yeah, it's tough. I I wish we had more of a reflection on this. Of you know, hey, here's here's how to do it right. But of course, ethics, and morality are more complex than that. And so I I think unless either of you have anything to add, I'll, I'll just get us out of here. I think I'm, I'm good. All right. Well, well, thanks for joining us for our side quest on ethics and morality in video games. Hit us up on Twitter, uh, at MOMFPOD. Um, and we are... Ben, what's our URL? Uh, MOMF.com. MOMF.com. M-O-L-M-F. Or MenOfLowMoralFiber.com. Either one will get you there. Uh, yeah, hit us up. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, until next time, and, and our next big episode is uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, this episode is buying us a little time for that, because that's a long, 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 long game. Uh, but I'm almost there. Yeah. I'm Hopefully we'll be done. Oh, where can they contact all of us? You want to do oh, that? yeah. Uh, I'm on Twitter uh, as at Helm Street. Uh, ben, how about you? I'm at the Ben Helms. And Sapphire, would you like to connect us to your Twitter? Sure. Um, it's at Sapphire F, S-A-F-F-Y-R-E-F. <laughs> all right. Thanks. Uh, we'll catch you later. Peace. Bye.